Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Great show today. Show about motivation. Show about small businesses. Focusing on opportunities on how you can be successful, not only in your small business, but in everyday life. That's what Money Making Conversations is all about. Today's guest, a phenomenal lineup. I say phenomenal because these are people who have been changing people's lives for years. We're going to kick it all off with Dr. Eric Thomas. And we're going to flow with my man, Eric Gordon, from a journalistic media standpoint and we're going to close it out with uh, the incredible music genius Kenny Babyface Edmonds all I got to say is uh, you ready for this two hour ride I'm ready to give it to you let's talk about what we're trying to do today we're trying to establish a brand by bringing on individuals like uh, Dr. Eric Thomas who's been known in many circles and grew to fame as E.T. the hip hop preacher uh, phenomenal success I met him several times uh, when I was doing and uh, producing Steve Harvey's uh, mentoring camp in Dallas, Texas, he would come down and motivate the young people to a path of success. Uh, bringing on Ed Gordon is important to me because of the role he's played in um, delivering um, information from the media and also how he's uh, been able to uh, reinvent himself so many times over the years in the path of success. And um, the reason I'm bringing on, and I want him to tell his story. In a, in a short amount of time, and hopefully you can use that information so you can be inspired. Secondly, I want to talk about the uh, opportunity to be able to communicate with uh, Kenny Babyface Edmonds. Uh, met him several times, seen him perform several times, but I really want you to hear how great this guy really is. Um, a lot of people don't know because he's not, they just, they just think of the songs that you hear him sing of his impact in the music industry today. You're going to hear an incredible guy who has delivered more than 26 number one R&B hits and 11 Grammys. It's amazing. It's amazing. Amazing. So with that being said, let's get this show rolling along. My next guest is the epitome of hustle, drive, determination, and success. His words impact tens of millions of people with his domestic and international tours. 
E.T., the hip-hop preacher, has become a global phenomenon. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Dr. Eric Thomas. Money Making Conversations. I love it. <laughs> money Making Conversations. That's what I want. Hey, when I talk, I want to make money. Just, well, you, you, you try to, first of all, how you doing, Eric? Man, bless, man. No complaints, man. It's a great season. Well, it's just amazing that, uh, you know, I look at your success, and it's a journey. And a lot of times when people come on board, I don't want to call them bandwagon people, but, you know, people find out about your journey as you go along. When you talk about your journey, because we don't have two breaks with you, because I want to talk about your two upcoming events, the Entrepreneurship Series, as well as uh, the State State Control Series. And I think those are important. I want to take my time with you because I'm introducing you to a lot of my fan base. And, of course, your fan base follows you. So it took me seven years to get my undergraduate degree. It took you 12. Yeah. That was a journey for me because I tell people I wasn't ready to get a degree in four years. (laughs) I didn't have the money to get a degree in four years. Tell people your story. Yeah, I think for me, uh, you know, like you said, I went to school because my girl went to school. Mm -hmm. And so in actuality, I had graduated when I got accepted. Mm hmm. You know, so, you know, my first two or three weeks of school, I'd already accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was going to class and, as you know, I started dealing with difficulties of, you know, like you said, finances, um, class, you know, schedule, class, time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just be honest. It, it wasn't worth me staying. Right. You know, I was just like, yeah, it's not worth it. Like, I could go make money. You know, and I had come, unfortunately, from a city where, you know, education wasn't really, you know, a high priority. You know? Right. People were working at Ford, GM, and Chrysler, so it wasn't even like I was getting any affirmation for being in school. You know, nobody was sending me awards or nobody was saying, you know, sending me care packages. Nobody was putting money on my bill. It was like, oh, you're in school, that's a good thing, but right. you probably don't think you're going to finish anyway. So for right. me, you know, uh, after taking all the remedial courses, I've done decent. So my GPA was decent, but then when I started taking real classes, mm-hmm. it took, uh, I guess, you know, you get probation. <laughs> extended probation. Yes, sir. Final yes, probation. Sir. <laughs> so it just took a couple semesters before, you know what I'm saying? They, the real deal, Holyfield, is like, you got to go. And it didn't bother me because I was like, yo, I'm not here for school anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for my girl. You know, and then we ended up getting married after my freshman year. Right. I was like, yo, I'm good. You know, so uh, I ended up leaving, started my career in speaking and uh, making good money speaking. You know, I, mean, I wasn't rich, but I was making enough money, you know, having a nice club park and it, you know, me and my wife would be able to do a couple things. like, no need. The past Hey, Eric, you're starting to break up. Eric, you're starting to break up a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? I can hear you clearly now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I had a pastor who said, look, man, this ain't about uh, getting a degree. Like, you don't need no degree. This is about finishing. Your father didn't finish anything. And I'm like, you don't even know my father. You know what I'm saying? How can you say, you know, he said, well, he didn't finish. He didn't take care of you. You know, he didn't finish that. So mm-hmm. I don't want you to have this habit of not finishing stuff. So he was like, you need to go, not for money, you know, not for a degree, but you need to go so that in your mind you started something, you finished something. Right. And I was like, yep, got it. You know, so I just went back because he told me to go back. So, yeah, my, my journey, man, was I didn't go to school for school. I was never a real academic kid. You know, I was always uh, good with communication, good with my mouth. You know, so <laughs> I, I went out in the world, man, and started doing my thing, but – like I said, at some point when I had my son, I didn't want him to be a high school dropout. My right. father had dropped out. My right. grandfather dropped out. And I didn't want four generations of dropouts. So I just decided, let me go back and get this degree. 
so that I could be an example to my son. And let me tell you this, doctor. I'm calling you doctor because you have a PhD, Dr. Eric Thomas. When you, when you, does, 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 your, does your failures help in motivating people to success? Yeah, I'm going to be real, man. I think sometimes in life, you know, people, they don't want to fail. But I think when you go through life and you don't fail, and it's like just a massive success. Sometimes it's difficult to relate to common people. So I think what my failures have done, even though I didn't want to fail, I think what my failures have done is give me a unique tone. There's a tone in my voice right. where people are like, yo, he's not talking at me. You know, he's not a goody two-shoe. He's not... You know, he's not acting as if, you know what I'm saying, he's better than me. Right. He's speaking to me as if he is me. Right. And why? Yeah, because I did fail. I, you know what I'm saying? I, it didn't take me 12 years. I, I did put, uh, flunk a lot of classes. I know what it's like to be humiliated, not right. want to call my parents and tell mm-hmm. them what I'm doing or meet people back in my hometown. Like, you're still in school. You haven't finished yet. So I think mm-hmm. my failure is actually connecting to people in a way that when you have not failed, right. you cannot connect with people. And I think that's important because you, you're letting people know life is not perfect. And this yeah. is the this is get back on the horse talk. You know, when the horse throw you it. off, get back on the horse. Yeah, I like it. I love it. Now, you have two series that are coming up, and I mistitled one of them. One is the Entrepreneur Series entrepreneurship series take control you owe you and the other one is which will be in um detroit august 27th and then you also have in washington dc uh september 2nd to stay ready now absolutely now i have two minutes left in this break and i want to start on the entrepreneurship series i'm not asking you to give your series away just tell people what to expect and why are you doing that series and why they should sign up yeah, I'm doing it because you know a lot of people are telling people you can only make money if you sell real estate you know, if you sell cars, if you, you know, network marketing, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm telling people you are a brand and I want to show you how to sell you. You, you, you have a gift inside of you. Right. You know, so if you, if you're not a, a traditional salesman, right. Uh, maybe it's because you're not passionate about it, but I'm going to show you that you have a gift inside of you and your gift can make room for you. Right. Now it's interesting because they, the narrative nowadays, I hear that a lot, your passion, your gift, you know, but doesn't that come with a plan? doctor oh absolutely and that's what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. like, we're going to show you how to get it out of you and then we're going to show you how to get it to the people mm-hmm. you know but we're going to, have to show you how to do it consistently so it's not a hobby anymore and like you just said without that plan it's definitely not going to happen we're going to show you because a lot of people are like yo man i got this dream that's cute you right. know I, I got this big picture i see that's cute but we got to take that big puzzle and we got to break it down to manageable pieces <laughs> right. you know right. so that's what we're going to show people like yo yeah but start on the edges or something or Notice all the blue, all the red, and start putting the orange together, you know. Mm-hmm. But take these little small steps, these little small wins, mm-hmm. and then create that bigger picture. So absolutely, we're going to break this thing down in 24 hours, in 7 days, in mm-hmm. 30 days, mm-hmm. in 90 days, in 365 days. Uh, you know, so, so, Eric, the more you talk, man, the more motivating that voice gets, man. You know, <laughs> you know, he's like, you like got in the car. Now you're in the HOV lane now, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They opened me up, man. <laughs> I know how long I had. I, I would just tell you. No, no, we good now. We good now. Now, now, the Detroit show, let me just break it down to everybody what's really happening here. It's called the Entrepreneurship Series. Take control, you owe you, which I like it because it's putting the onus on you. And you Absolutely. have, and it's broken down into categories. Come to learn the tone, the tools you need. That's one category. Monetize your gift. That's one category. Create a six figure income. Expand your platform, increase visibility, execute on your ideas, stay self-motivated. 
That's what take control you owe you. Because really, you let everybody, you're empowering a person that comes to that entrepreneurship series. Correct, doctor? Absolutely. 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 I mean, that's exactly what we're doing. Here's what we're saying. Because most people think they got to go buy a program. And I'm not saying that you, you know, that's, that's not for some people. But you you don't always have to go buy something. Yes, sir. It's within you. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? It's in you. And that's why I say you owe you. You, you owe it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you owe it to yourself. To stop, you know, letting yourself down, not reaching your full potential, right. not seeing the gifts that you have. You can make money. Like, you could be valuable to somebody else. Like, you could be a product. Snickers is a product. Pepsi-Cola, Lay's potato chips. Like, you got something in you. You have units inside of you, and we just want to show you how to identify that, how to bring that out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, how to put a plan together so you could do that thing for the rest of your life. Yeah, because a lot of people do that. They forget that plan, you know. And I have a series that I created uh, going on a month now. It's called Faith in Business. And being mm. that you're a pastor, that you understand that, how faith and business, how the roles intersect. And, and, you know, absolutely. connect, I should say, connect, uh, yeah, intersect. And with, with, that, with that being said, how does that play a role in who you are today, faith and business? Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying you know, at some point we all have seen, you know, in our best days where right. we could be. Right. You know, in our best days, we've seen what we're capable of. We've all dreamed and, you know, and people poured into us and said, man, you could do this and you could be that, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and, and let me tell you something, that is so invigorating. That's right. so energizing. Right. And you go through life. Right. You know what I'm saying? You go through life and, 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 and something happens to your child. Or, yes, sir. I was just talking to a good friend of mine you know, who got a divorce after, you know, his wife had a miscarriage. And he was just like, yo, I'm going to be real. Mm-hmm. I just emotionally, she went in a funk. She was depressed. I didn't know how to, man, you need faith to get through that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, people get cancer. My wife got MS. Like, I, we needed faith to know that this is not the end. This is just the beginning. You know, when we was running the business and we weren't making 50 cents, mm-hmm. we need to be able to see in the dark mm-hmm. what we saw in the light mm-hmm. that we can keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. So faith is important because it's the evidence of things not seen. You know, it's, the, it's that hope. It's not tangible where you can pick it up. That's it's right. It's thing in the back that's saying, like, yo, I, you saw it. You mm-hmm. did touch it. You touched it in your mind. You touched it in your dreams. You touched it in your soul. So, so if you just keep going, one day you're going to touch it tangibly. So, yeah, for me, man, faith is everything because it's the fuel that in the dark, it's the light, it's that <laughs> flickering light, that hope in the dark that, 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 that when you don't have evidence. So, yeah, man, faith is so, so critical to our success. Ladies and gentlemen, he's coming to Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. He's coming to Detroit, August 27th. He's coming. Dr. Eric Thomas is coming. This is just a a choo-choo. The choo-choo is starting on the air today. But August 27th, he's coming with the Entrepreneurship Series. Now, to reserve your spot. See, I like the way he said reserve your spot. Not get a ticket. Reserve your spot. Go to etinspires.com forward slash events. Again, again, etinspires.com forward slash events. Events that is the entrepreneurship series take control. You owe you, yeah, you August 27th in Detroit. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, the show in Washington, D.C. My man, yeah, talking. Dr. Yeah, Eric Thomas, he, he rolling now, y'all. Y'all better come on back yeah, now. Go, he, I, I got him on, I got him on his toes. I got him on his toes. <laughs> Coming back from more money making conversation, Dr. Eric Thomas. Yo! It's August 24th. Okay, cool.
All right. I'm back on the phone. He's still here. Yes, He's sir. a global phenomenon. That's what they say. The global phenomenon. E.T., the hip-hop preacher, Dr. Eric Thomas. Welcome back. How you doing, sir? Man, bless, man. Bless, bless. There we go. There clear? we go. Okay, I want to correct yeah. something. I gave out the wrong date. It's August 24th. It's August 24th in Detroit, Michigan. Again, go to etinspires.com forward slash event to see this incredible entrepreneurship series, UOU. It's an important opportunity for you to learn how to increase income by taking advantage of the skills that God gave you. That's what this is all about. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Love My it. man, you got another one coming up. That's what I like about you. Yep. You just keep yep. rolling, keep building. Rolling, momentum, Everybody momentum. And you're going out to D.C., D.C., September 2nd. That's D.C. Now, that's a yes, little sir. bit different show than you're doing in Detroit. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's because people need, you know, everybody's different. People are at different stages of life. Right. You know, and so we need to meet them where they are. <laughs> we have some people who, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're not making no money at all. There's some people who have six figures, seven figures in them. Yes, sir. And they, let's just be honest. Right. They have not been exposed. Like, I've been blessed. Right. You know, I've gotten with Fortune 500 companies. I've been with Warren Buffett, Dan Gilbert. I have a relationship with some of these guys. And I, I have access to some of the f- most phenomenal uh, minds, some of the most phenomenal skills. Yes, sir. And, and they pass this stuff down to people in their circle. Mm-hmm. And so I've been blessed to get some of this information. And what I want to do is I don't want to keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. I want to give some of the stuff I learned sitting in the room with Warren Buffett, some mm-hmm. of the stuff I've learned going through trainings with you know, the quick and long CEOs, uh, you know, being able to work with the owners of the Cavaliers. Like, I want to give right. away That's some right. of those secrets. And I ain't even going to say secrets. People just haven't been exposed. And so there's some people already making money, but they've hit a glass ceiling because they haven't been exposed to some of the next level stuff. Right. It's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine. He was saying uh, about the tax stuff. <laughs> you know, man, I don't know if I should do this or do that. I said, look, it's a book. We can read it in the book. It's, it's tax break. It's just the way American society is set up. You don't have to be nervous. You don't have to work. They just they set certain things up for us. So once you expose, and so I want to give those people who are already doing their thing, and they need to stay ready. They need to stay ready for the next opportunity. They they need to get to another level of influence. They need right. a little bit more right. impact. Right. They need to meet a different circle of influence. Right. That's what this show is all about, putting them in that position to stay ready for what's next. Yep, you got something great now, but look, stay ready for that next, you know, opportunity that's coming. And I, and I, I mean, that's stay ready on a lot of platforms. Like, like, yeah. like, because I know I'm losing weight because I know something about to happen for me in the media. Yeah, so ready. so I, I know I got to lose that weight. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know I got to lift right. a few weights because I'm about to travel a little bit more. Yeah. I got to be yeah. ready. Come on, stay ready. And I think that when people need to understand, stay ready is a plan that you are saying that I want to be successful. Yeah. That's what stay ready yeah. is about. Everybody has that's that it. starting line, but a lot of people yeah. don't want to walk up to the starting line. That's it. And that's, that's what it. stay ready is all about. All yeah. he's trying to tell everybody who's listening or watching is this. You have an opportunity to be successful. And things are preparing you to be successful, but That's you have right. a general tendency to avoid it. Because guess what? There's work involved in preparation. There's work involved in taking advantage of an opportunity. That's what Stay Ready is all about. And I, you know, it just burns me up when I run into people who are talented. I run into people who say, I'll never be, I'll never be well. I'm going to be what I'm going to be. Because yeah. they have not even yeah. taken the time yeah. to find out what they can be. Yeah. They have not yeah. taken the time to change their goals and their expectations. They have 
falling into the narrative of I'm going to be what I'm going to be and stay ready. If you go to this thing, I walked into it. I was in Houston. I was invited. I stood in the back of the room. And guess what? I thought I was ready, and I learned some things. Yeah. That's the great thing about what he's telling everybody. Dr. Eric Thomas is telling everybody, look, just come and grab some extra nuggets. You can go from four to five to six to seven figure incomes. Don't ever think you know enough. I I, I always say this. I wake up dumb. I tell people all the time, I wake up dumb, so I am willing to accept information. See, if you wake up smart, then you will have a general tendency to say, I don't need to know anything else. I don't need to know anybody else's engagement that would make me more successful. Don't set a standard or set a limit. Don't set a standard. I'll tell you one thing. Don't set it. I'm going to tell you something. My man at Amazon, Jeff, he was for six hours the richest man in the world. Yeah. Six hours. You don't think he want to get back? Yeah, ain't that something? Six hours. You don't think he want to get back? My man at Facebook. He on Instagram. He wants to buy more stuff. Yeah. It's just like Amazon yeah. bought Whole Foods. Do you understand what we're saying? This is what the Stay Ready Conference is about. That's, it. That's what it's all about. It's, it's about taking it's your about. level and, right. and showing that what he's asking you to do. When I say he, I'm talking about Dr. Eric Thomas is asking you this. Stay ready because there are opportunities out there for you. That's right. There are blessings. Understand faith in business. Change your narrative to be opportunistic. Yeah. Now, now, here's the deal. You got more, you got people on this show that are part of the show that are very important. Starting with your host, Willie Moore Jr. What role does he play? Yeah, so so Willie Moore is, you know, the guy that was sleeping in the basement. Right. You know, and sleeping in the basement, married. Mm-hmm. You know, just in a fu- uh, just in a fuck. Like yo, I'm not supposed to be here. Went from, you know, being an R and B, what he calls himself a B list R and B. Right. Didn't make it to the A list mm-hmm. and lost everything. Mm-hmm. So there are people who think like, yo, once I get there, I'm there. It's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Once you get there, don't mean you're gonna always be there. He started all over again right. and reinvented himself. Right. So, so for those of you who need to reinvent yourself, you made it. Right. Didn't make it as far as you thought you would. You fell rock bottom. He's going to show you how to reinvent yourself. Cool. Then you have David Shans. Yeah, David Shans was working at the uh, uh, Cheesecake Factory. Right. But yeah, we had a conversation. I said, David, man, come on, bro. You got take control. The Entrepreneur Series. He was the first one I sat down with and said, you got something in you. Mm-hmm. You need to sell you. You don't need to be selling uh, dishes at the, at the uh, Cheesecake Factory. You, you ha- you're an entrepreneur. You need to be selling these T-shirts that you have. Take it serious. Stop doing it part-time. Right. Stop hustling right. and turn it into a career. Right. And that's what David Shannon is going to show you, how to go from working a nine-to-five job that you can't stand to creating your own uh, enterprise. Okay, cool. So you had Willie Moe Jr. in the basement, a very relatable person who knows that person who kind of like, where do I go now? Then you ran yeah. into David Shans, who's working at nine-to-five. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't like it, but he's working. Because guess what? It's a check. Then you yeah. go to Jeremy Anderson. What is Jeremy yeah. Anderson bringing to the table at the Stay Ready Conference, Washington, D.C., September 2nd? So here is Jeremy, a kid who grew up, man, two parents, you know, grew up in a middle class, whatever, yes, got caught up, man, yes, watching sir. these videos, and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be something he wasn't. And before you know it, he's selling drugs, 
you know, he in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. He's running, you know, he's running with circles that he shouldn't be running with. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up getting a call from God and saying, come on, son, I'm going to need you to do what I call you to do. Now right. he is right. married, right. kids, right. in the school districts, right. and going back to the prisons and youth detention centers telling kids, yo, find your identity mm-hmm. and you be you. Now, the last one, Inky Johnson yeah. on the lineup. Yeah, yeah, Inky Johnson, man, what can I say? You know, he was, he, man, Inky was Inky was a couple weeks from the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, first round pick in the NFL, mm-hmm. about to be a multimillionaire, mm-hmm. you know, and got an injury that was supposed to take his life. Mm-hmm. Inky Johnson represents resilience. You know, Inky Johnson represents heart. Inky mm-hmm. Johnson represents getting through whatever. He's supposed to have lost his life. For those of you with cancer, for those mm-hmm. of you with chronic illnesses, for yes, those sir. of you who experience loss, he looked, he looked lost in the faith right. and created an enterprise mm-hmm. and became one of the top speakers in the world. So he just talked about overcoming any adversity and not making any excuses, yes, sir. but rising like cream. That boy keep rising to the top. And with that being said, you have two events coming up, y'all. Let's, let's go and go. If you want to know about them, go to etinspires.com forward slash events. You have the event coming up this month, next month, it's, it's August next, tomorrow. Yeah, this we, month. It is yeah, might as well say it. Might as well say it. Because you're gonna be you're gonna be in Detroit. And that's gonna be yeah. the entrepreneurship series where you're doing UOU and then yeah. you have the Stay Ready, which oh that motivates me right now because I walked in on that. So I know what's happening with Stay Ready. Yes, I sir. saw yes, a, a, a multicultural room. You know, you know uh, demos, you know, demographics, white, black, Hispanic, young. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's what I love about your calling, your movement, your passion. You're affecting uh, yeah, all did. races, yeah. all age, because all yeah. ages, and that's important for people to understand yeah. that. Don't set a time frame on yeah. when you can be don't, successful. Don't, don't, yeah, don't don't do it. Yeah, and don't say, don't think that your ministry is only for one group of people. It's not, my man, Eric. I hope it was special for you, man, Doctor Eric Thomas. Oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> we didn't have enough time. <laughs> I, I got. To- I got to get back. Hey, hey, doctor. Hey, doctor. You know what I love about my show, Money Making Conversations, is because a lot of people, you know, they do it because they hear Rashawn McDonald wants to be on the show. But when they get on it, they understand I'm doing something different, man. I'm doing something different. I'm changing the world with people like you. I'm changing the world by letting people know that you have a dream. Come on this show and hear some part of your dream and use that to inspire you to be successful. Absolutely. Dr. Eric Thomas. I love it, man. I'm I'm going to get Inky on the show, Jeremy on the show. And Willie Moore on the show and my man David, because they stories need to be told. And we're going to keep reserving spots. Go to etinspires.com forward slash event. I'm on the phone, y'all. Dr. Eric Thomas, ET hip hop preacher. He's a global phenomenon, y'all. Money makes conversation. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye bye. What up? It's your boy, ET. Listen to me. Everybody want to be a beast until it's time to do what real beasts do. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. Uh, just finished an incredible conversation and interview with Dr. Eric Thomas. Make sure you make his Detroit Reserve a Spot, this Detroit event, as well as his Washington, D.C. event. Please go to etinspires.com forward slash events if you want to reserve your spot. This next gentleman I'm about to bring on the show is a friend. I'm going to call him a friend. I've known him many years. My next guest has been a contributing correspondent for 60 Minutes 2, 
the Today Show, Dateline, uh, NAACP Image Award winner, and the prestigious Journalist of the Year Award from the National Association of Black Journalists, NABJ. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Mr. Ed Gordon. Okay. What's happening, Mr. McDonald? Sir. Let's <laughs> be first, here, Doc. First of all, how are you doing, Ed? I'm good, man. I am good. And that's, that's, that I always say that to you because your energy is always at one level, and then your cre- and then your outlook to to to, to change, uh, is always at a, at that same level because you never say that that you're satisfied. Is that no, is that just a burning satisfied. part of your personality? You're never satisfied, but that's a good thing to say, correct? Never satisfied. You know, one of the people, and I say this, and and you know, I have said this for many many years. Yes, one sir. of the people I learned and watched that from uh, was you, Rashawn. Rashawn has always been. Uh, one of those go-getters who not only was going and getting for himself, but I think the best <laughs> leaders are those who can inspire their team. And for years, Rashawn, I have watched you inspire and motivate people. And that's really what it's about, because when you motivate people selfishly, you do better for yourself. And I, I thank you for that compliment. I really do, because you know me, I, I'm, just, I'm just a guy when I, you know, uh, it's not about money. In the, in, in, in the process, because, you know, we all want to make money. And I always tell people that, you know, there are things, and you tell you you say that too, there are things that you're going to do in life that you're not going to get paid for, but it pays off to get a check later on. That's right. And and, and people don't understand that. Everybody want to check up front. Oh, they're, they're negotiating the deal. Well, guess what? Zero from zero equals zero. So let me tell you what I learned, though, Rashawn. It's often people who haven't made it over that hump yet who will say, I got to get paid, I got to get paid, because they're struggling often. And I understand that. And what I try to tell people is we were all there at one time. And at some point, those of us who did make it over that hump made that decision. Even though we needed it and we wanted it and maybe phone bill was due, rent was due, mortgage was due, there comes a point in time where you have to say, I'm going to bet on me. And that's what it's about. And that's how the t- because in the end, you know your mistakes. You know your mistakes. And if you bet on you, you can fix your mistakes. And that's really important. And I watch, I watch your career. And, uh, you know, first of all, I'm a fan. Let's go on. And you, and you have a lot of fans out there because of the fact that when you speak, you know, as a voice that you go, that's Ed Gordon talking over there. You, you, you want them all, you want them EF Hudden people for us, the black people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, because you've, you've said so many important things that we have to recognize that when you talk, Something important has got to come out of you. It's going to come out of your mouth. Now, does that carry a certain responsibility for you? It does, Rashawn, to some degree. You know, I, I still see myself as this kid out of Detroit who was two votes away from <laughs> class clown in high school. <laughs> so I don't always take myself seriously, but I also understood early on and continue to understand what I meant to our community. Right. You know, I have been able to forge a career that's going on three decades now, and Most of the people I started in my industry with who are African-American, male and female, are no longer in it. This is true. They they couldn't ride that road long enough. And it wasn't their fault. had nothing to do with talent. We just don't get opportunities as often as other folk in this industry. And so the thing that I'm most proud of Mm -hmm. is with older black people and young black males especially Mm -hmm. uh, who have come to me and say, Oh, Ed, you know, I don't normally watch news but you make me proud, or I watch it because you give it. Mm-hmm. Um, I understood that responsibility, and I've never taken it lightly. So for me, I never represented just me or just my immediate family. I knew, right. whether it was talking to O.J. or a president or whomever, right. I knew that I was representing us. 
and that was important to me. And it's important to us too, because there are very few people out there who are representing us. You know, they and they, you know, we have entertainers, we have athletes. I'm talking about representing us from a journalistic standpoint. When they deliver the message back to us, you know, we feel that has credibility. Now, you have a show called Ed Gordon that's on Bounce TV, and Bounce TV is in like 95 million homes right now. So you out yeah, there? Yeah, Bounce is Bounce is really growing a lot, and they came to me a couple of years ago and talked to me about what we kind of show I wanted to do, and we really looked at it, and it's kind of like a a 60 minutes. It's a news magazine show, and. Uh, we just aired uh, show number three. It comes right. on quarterly. Right. And our numbers have been good. And, uh, you know, we're really blessed that people have uh, really wanted to jump on and, and, and come on the show. Uh, we started off, we kicked it off with a profile of the mothers of the movement. Uh, Trayvon Martin's mother, Michael right. Brown's mother, and so many others uh, joined us. And it was just so emotional. Tears everywhere. Viewers were crying. Uh, but it really was my attempt to show that these women were more than just um, figures, you know, sometimes... Tragic figures, you know. Tragic figures. Sometimes we see it and, and we see somebody from a distance and we see them as an image. Right. But these were real women who had lost their children who somehow get up every day and mm-hmm. live their lives, mm-hmm. not only for themselves now, but the legacy mm-hmm. and the memory of their child. Uh, most recently, because we knew it was summertime, our last show, uh, we did profiles on the cast of Girls Trip. Come on now. Come on uh, now. Omari Hardwick... Michael Strauss and and Cedric and D, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Stars, and we brother, you're calling that about stars now. In the age of Trump. You're bragging on the show. Now you're bragging <laughs> no, on the show. Uh, no, no. But you know what? It's about Rashawn, and you and I both know this. Yes, sir. It's really about relationships. Right. I, tr- I try to tell people all the time. Mm-hmm. You can have all the talent in the world. You can have all the money in the world, and money certainly helps. And yes. money will get doors open for you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's about relationships yes, that really move you. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the interesting thing about it is that is when, I, when I look at what you're doing with the Ed Gordon, first of all, Ed, know that every time this show is about to air, contact my office a week before so I can put you on the show. You got it. Because that's what this is all about. You know, send me a social media banner, and I'll put it on my, on my, on my social platforms. And that's what you're talking about, relationships. That's and I right. know that you're on the show today because we have a relationship. Exactly and, right. And we communicated over the years. Now, the thing that's always been out there that we talked about is Daddy's Promise. Yeah, you know. Man, uh, we've been talking got, about that a long time, Ed. <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time. In <laughs> fact, we're getting ready to gear back up uh, in a strong way uh, this fall. But Daddy's Promise came out of an article I wrote mm-hmm. for Essence Magazine about my relationship with my daughter. Right. And I talked Fantastic about daughter, how by the way. before Fantastic I had children, daughter. I thought, oh, I'd have a little boy and he'd be a little Ed. Mm-hmm. I'd go to his basketball games and mm-hmm. watch him, you know, push up on little pretty girls. And, you know, I'd mm-hmm. live through that vicariously the way I used to. Right. But I was given a daughter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, it, it has changed my life tremendously. Uh, it has made me a better person. And mm-hmm. so we started this initiative to not only salute the father-daughter relationship, but really to tell men that we're important in the lives of our kids mm-hmm. and that we really have to start to make sure that fathers are involved in every facet of life for our kids. You know, all of us know some man who, for whatever reason, isn't involved in his, with his kids. Right. Sometimes it's on the baby's mama, mm-hmm. uh, but quite frankly, sometimes it's on that man. It's a lot easier not to raise a child than to raise a child. Right. It's easier uh, to run away it, from responsibility. That's exactly and then right. And blank, then make an excuse as to why. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so... 
our goal is to make sure, even if you don't have a good relationship with the mother, that you have a good relationship with that child. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, it gave us an opportunity to show that not every black man is a delinquent father. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of, and in fact, a lot more men are involved than aren't involved. Absolutely. So it's our way to salute them. Right. Now, now, what programs do you have coming up or programs do you have that you're developing? Let me tell you, uh, we're working on a couple of documentaries as we speak. In fact, we were shooting uh, some stuff this weekend. We're taking a look at what we call the Faith Project. Mm. Uh, for for African Americans, faith has been such a strong uh, uh, light in our lives. Right. And so I wanted to take a look at how faith affects mm -hmm. all of us mm -hmm. and how it is sustained, in particular, the African American community. We're also working on something about how uh, black folk uh, love to party. <laughs> right, right. So we've been right, doing right. that for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. and you came to the Hoodie Awards, taping some stuff. Years. Mm -hmm. But we've been putting that together. And for the, the show in December, get this, Rashawn, for the show in December for Bounce, I'm doing a one-hour special called Am I Black Enough for You? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what we're doing is going across the country, talking to folk about what makes us black, quote-unquote. So... You know, the debate we always have in our community about hair texture and skin color, we, you know, we're taking a look at that. But we're also taking a look at the idea of if you're a black Republican, right. are you considered black enough? Right. If you're mixed, right. are you considered black enough? Right. If you grew up in the suburbs instead of the hood, mm -hmm. are you black enough? We just did a great segment. We had one light-skinned sister mm -hmm. who's mixed. Mm -hmm. We had a sister from Cameroon who's very dark, I put them together, and they talked about uh, how they sometimes have found that they are beaten up right. in different ways, but it's exactly the same because it's based on their skin color by black people. Right. right. So uh, these That's are in the December, shows right? I'm trying to do. That's the December show, right? That's the December show. Okay. I'm, so I'm trying to get us to look at the things that we all talk about in the kitchen but don't always talk about outside. And you do it better than anybody. So, Ed, here's the deal now. So, so my money-making conversation show, you know, is on my Facebook page. I'm now on iHeart uh, podcast platform now. So it plays back on that. And so my reach is really strong and it's growing, and I'm just happy you came on the show. So I'd say that to you is that you now have another outlet that you can count on. Because okay. I know this is how it works. You know, sometimes you want to get on the show, they won't put you on the show. But know that you can get on this show anytime Ed Gordon calls. Rashawn McDonald's staff, you can get on. So just let me know ahead of time when your events are happening. I'm talking about national events. If you're doing a Daddy's Promise party in New York City, come on my show and promote it, man. I got listeners and viewers in New York City, okay? My man. And so you're my here, man. I'm welcoming you back to my home. Rashawn McDonald's open for the Ed Gordon business. Keep building that brand, brother. I love you. I've always respected you. My man, you are truly real. Thank you for coming on Money Making hey, Conversation. Let me say one thing before we go, and I think this is important on the Money Making side, if I can, very quickly. Do your thing. Do your thing. People always will reach out and say to successful people, hey, I got this plan. Hey, can I call you? Right. Hey, will you, take in my, you know, will you take my tape? Will you look at my book? Will you look at my song? Look at my TV show? Mm -hmm. And often those people won't take your call, look at your tape, it isn't necessarily even because they don't want to. It's just because they got their life to lead. And I want to tell everybody, the people who make money, who become successful, who make it to the top, all face that same thing. Mm -hmm. But the difference is 
They didn't get mad about it. Mm-hmm. They didn't get in a corner and pout about it. They found a way around it. And I know, Rashawn, that you have done that, <laughs> that I have done that. Yes, and sir. I want to encourage those who follow you, who listen to you, who watch you, to make sure they do the same thing. Don't be distressed. Don't sit in that corner. You are the driver of your dream. Nobody else. So keep it that steering wheel and keep it moving. My man, I got another series. I just, I'm finishing my faith and business series and wrapping that up. I have another series I'm starting to call, Hey, I Want to Be Rich Too. And Ed, I'd love to invite you back to share those, those nuggets that you just shared because I'm creating another movement, and I want to grab the friends that are important in my life to be part of it. You Ed Gordon, it. You're, you're fantastic. Thank you for calling. That nugget right there will get replayed, my brother. We're going we're gonna to edit that down and put some caption on it, and we're going to put that on my Instagram. <laughs> All right, Rashawn. Thank you, babe. All right. Bye-bye. Ed Gordon, ladies and gentlemen, check out this show on um, Bounce TV, 95 Million Homes. Ed Gordon, we'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations. Don't forget, Kenny Babyface Evans is coming up. Kenny Babyface Evans. Boy, if I get these lips out the way, I can talk. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. This break is going to be follow-up. It's called follow-up break. I'm going to be following up with two of my past callers, listeners, viewers, uh, my man Jason Gregory and also my man Moses Garcia. Uh, are they on the phone? Okay, cool. Let's hear from my man Jason Gregory. How you doing, Jason? Where you at, man? I am great, sir. Thank you for having me back, uh, Mr. McDonald. I greatly appreciate it. I'm going to tell you something, Jason. Last time you came on the show, you know, which was a month ago, I told yeah. you to call back because you was putting together your, your GoFundMe campaign about your film that you was doing. The film is called Waking Up White. Yes, sir. Tell us about that. Well, Waking Up White, it's a it's an idea that I had been toying around with for a while. And I being in grad school now, I finally decided to go ahead and do something with it. And the, the premise for the film is that an African-American family wakes up white one morning and they have three days to determine if they want to go back to their cultural roots or stick with the, the skin that they're in. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be in school right now and we go into production with this film summer 2018. Now, this is your thesis film project, correct? Yes, sir, it is. Okay, cool. So what does that mean? I Because I want people to, to support you, so I want to give them as much information on why this is important for you and how their assistance can help you in, in turn not only create this film, but you know, get you started in life, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that in order for me to graduate, I have to complete this thesis film, but... Uh, even more importantly, uh, you know, as a kid, I was always the one who, uh, do you remember the old Gatorade commercial, I Want to Be Like Mike? Absolutely. I wanted to be like Spike. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was always my dream to grow up and go into the film industry. Right. And when I got my undergrad degree, I actually went into the advertising and marketing world, and right. I did that for about 15, 16 years. Right. So now I have an opportunity to go back to grad school and pursue my true passion, which is filmmaking. And you're trying to get a master's of uh, fine arts degree in entrepreneurial digital, correct? Yes, sir. Entrepreneur digital cinema. And, you know, it's it's... Everything that I'm doing right now, you know, with my current business, I manage an advertising and marketing agency here in Orlando, Florida, Mm -hmm. and I just take a lot of those skill sets and I apply them to what I'm doing with um, with my my film. So, Tim and Jason, how can we help you? My listeners, my viewers, how can they help you? 
Well, man, I've been so blessed and inspired just being on the phone this morning, right? <laughs> you know, coming behind, you know, Dr. Eric Thomas and, you know, Ed Gordon. Uh, oh, my God, I grew up watching Ed Gordon. It's such an honor. Um, the way that you guys can help me is, is follow my social media handles. Um, at Facebook, on Facebook, it's just Waking Up White. And on Twitter, it's W-U-W-Film, F-I-L-M. It's important that, uh, Jason, first of all, First of all, consider me a fan, okay? Thank you, you sir. You said fan. Thank you. How am I your fan? Because you're, 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 you're moving forward. You're staying ready. That's what we talked about with Dr. Eric Thomas. Staying yes. ready. You're planning your yes. opportunities. You know, you dream to be like Spike. Now you're trying to, you say, Rashawn, I got another job. I'm hustling that, but I'm still getting my degree. That's why I brought up at the top of my interview with Dr. Eric Thomas, it took me seven years to get my undergraduate degree. It took him 12 years to get his undergraduate degree. Now he's a doctor, Eric Thomas. I, means he has a PhD. I laughed. I laughed when you said that, sir. It actually took me 10 years to get my undergrad degree in four different colleges. <laughs> and guess what? That means that we're in the same club, which means that we don't yeah. give up. And the reason I brought you back on the show was let you know I have a relationship with you that I want to maintain. Now, thank you. I want to make sure that you keep us posted because I think it'll be pretty cool, man, to, you know, because. Money-making conversation is not going anywhere. So this is what I want to do, Jason. I want you to be, I want, I want us to expose your journey on this show. So every couple of months, every month, man, call in. Let us know where you're at in your life so people can talk. I, because you're one of the first people that called in at the start of Money-Making Conversation. So we can share your journey of success and staying ready and entrepreneurial success along the way. And hopefully that will motivate other people, my man. That's all this show is yeah. about, motivating with a plan. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. It's, uh, you know, as I mentioned, it's, it's a pleasure to be on your show. I've, I've been at this for a while, <laughs> and I'm excited to, to really launch this. And in uh, August 16th of next, uh, August 16th, uh, we are actually going to start our crowdfunding campaign. And okay. I would encourage, you know, followers to please go ahead and hit us up on our social media sites to, to, to stay up to date on the information. Okay. You know, with the crowdfunding campaign, there will be opportunities, you know, to receive gifts or even to receive producer credits, anything like that. But, you know, please follow us, help us with our journey. We want to get this, we want to get word out about this film. Okay. Before you go, give out the Twitter and Facebook handles one more time, Jason. Sure. On Facebook, it's Waking Up White. And on Twitter, it is W-U-W-F, as in Frank, I-L-M as in Mary. Hey, man, you know I'm part of the club now, Jason. Don't don't forget me now. I'm, I'm, don't now, forget me now, brother. Okay? I'm walking in your shadow, sir. <laughs> Thank you, my man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jason Gregory. Please follow him on Facebook, Waking Up White, and on Twitter, WWFilm. We talk soon, Jason, okay? Stay in touch. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Our next follow-up call is my man. He's straight out of Ohio, but now to my understanding, he's in California. Moses Garcia, what's up, my friend? Hey, 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 what's up, my friend? How you doing, Mr. McDonald? First of all, I want to apologize because you called me a couple of times, and because the interviews went long, I wasn't able to get you on the call. Let me get that apology out straight because I value our relationship. Okay. Thank you. And it's important that I say that to you because of the pro. That's how I've been all my life. Is right. that I ask somebody to do, and people ask me to do things. And you, your time means something. So, so tell everybody what you're doing right now, and uh, so we can stay in the loop. Like I told Jason earlier, and like this whole show is about about staying ready. I'm, I'm gonna take that campaign that Dr. Mm-hmm. Eric Thomas 
started at the top of my show, and we're going to drive mm-hmm. it through the whole show. Now, you stand ready. What's your stay ready plan right here? What's your narrative working right now, Moses? Right, right. Well, first let me say um, thank you for having me on the show once again. Apology accepted. It was not needed, man. <laughs> thank you, though. Um, I've been really inspired. And let me let you know, I, I, too, I try to tune in like every Monday as much as I can. And yes, I sir. take notes. I do. I take notes. When Eric was on the show and you guys were talking about faith and business, I took notes. Yes, sir. Um, even today, you know, Dr. Thomas, Eric Gordon, this is amazing stuff. Um, and it's very inspiring. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Right now, man, as you're aware, I am in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I was doing that. But I started to realize some things. I was like, wait a minute, my income is capped. My opportunities are capped. Mm-hmm. And I attended a mentoring session with uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and there was something that he said. I feel like that has literally changed every decision I've made ever since then. He says, you're not next. You're now. And he said that. He says, mm-hmm. every time you think you're next or you're the next one, he says, it gives you an excuse not to be great and not to be ready. And you guys were just talking about that. Right. Staying ready, mm-hmm. right? Always being hungry, and I and I knew that that's what was that that was the same thing for me. So, and then I'm starting to learn that really there's no where there's no sacrifice, there's no real value. So I had to sacrifice a lot. Yes, sir. And making and making this leap and jump to L.A. After I read Jump the Steve Harvey book, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and after listening to you, some things just started to click in my in my head and in myself. I said, "Mo, you have to do this." And I and I felt like I was treating my music career as a part time thing. Thank you. And Thank I you. said, "It can't. It won't work that way. It can't work it that, won't way. Work that it way. It can't it work can. that way. It can't, Moses. I'm gonna tell you why. Because I worked at IBM and I was doing stand up comedy at night. I had to quit IBM. That's what you call sacrifice. That's what you just mm-hmm. said." And a lot of people are afraid to make that sacrifice because guess what? It walks you into the unknown. See, see, you know, when you have a regular job, you know you're gonna go to the job, you're mm-hmm. gonna get off at a certain time, you're gonna go to lunch, you might flirt with somebody at the job, you might be mad at somebody with the job, you might show up late, you might call in <laughs> sick at the job. All these things you can do at that job, but you know. But when you start making sacrifices, the unknown pops in. Do not right. be afraid of the unknown, Moses. I walked out there, man. You can call it faith. I didn't have a plan. That's what I'm telling people. Don't make the same mistake that I made. But when you're making a sacrifice, the plan is that you're about to change your life, that you're not next. It's now. Right. Right. That's so true. That's so true, man. And and I appreciate this relationship with you, Mm Rashad. It means a great deal. Like the, the, the insight, the value information that you provide, to me, is priceless, man. It's very priceless. So I thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me on the show. So what I have going on now in L.A., I've been um, just about every Tuesday I've been doing uh, what's called the Zen Lounge, which yes, is sir. Studio City right mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles. I know what that's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Zen Lounge, uh, uh, Tisha Campbell. Owner, Absolutely, uh, right there on the corner. Yeah. Right, there right there on the corner. She has a billboard. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if if you can help me get the word out, I'm going to be there tomorrow night. Um it's uh, doors open at nine. It's ten dollars. Hey, Moses, uh, Moses, yeah. Moses, you articulate, promote yourself, man, right now on Money Making Conversations, <laughs> right now. All right, let's get it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Moses, also known as Most Sick Hip Hop <laughs> Rapper. Come see me tomorrow night, Zen Lounge, Los Angeles, Ventura Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Ten dollars at the door for the fellas, ladies. You come in free. Thank you. Come eat, come get a drink, and eat, have a good time. But come hear me out. 
I got good music, man. Rashad knows I have good music. Yes, and that's sir. what I want to do. I want to put good music out there. Yes, I want to put hope into the city. I want to impact communities. I want to impact this world, man, with the music I got to offer. And there's more to me than music, man. I speak, I write. I just want to put it all out there. So that's, there what, you go. that's why I'm letting you Come speak now. That's why I'm letting you speak now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Moses, you know what I owe you? I owe you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Two weeks, I'll be out in L.A. Two weeks. So really? my staff is going to contact you so we can sit down, man, so we can see each other face-to-face. Face. Okay, my brother? Oh, man, I would love that. Mr. Hey, man, y'all go check out my man tomorrow night. Just follow him. Just understand. He's one. He's, he's you. He's you. He's motivated. I'm yes, just doing sir. my job every Monday to inspire. Get Thank ready, y'all. Too. Stay ready. You're not next. It's now. You listen to Money Making Conversation. Moses, keep the faith, yes, brother. Sir. Keep the faith. We we'll talk you. soon, okay? Her Skype is ready. I hope so. Miss Lewis, are you ready? Miss Lewis, are you ready? Hold on, I'm about to bring you up. I was just testing you. I'm just making sure you can hear me. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. Been a fantastic show so far. It's only gonna get better because my next guest used to do this as a hobby. But she decided one day to make this a career. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Money Making Conversation, the owner of Herb Eden, Taryn Lewis. How you doing, Ms. Lewis? I'm doing well in yourself. Fantastic. And you're based in Atlanta, Georgia, correct? Yes, we are. Okay, cool. Tell me about your business. Um, my business is an all-natural handmade soap company. Um, currently, we only make handmade bar soaps, but we do want to expand to more herbal products. Mm-hmm. And um, the handmade bars are all vegan bars made with plant-based oils of coconut, palm, and shea butter. And then they only have therapeutic-grade essential oils, so you get that mind, body, and soul um, nourishment. Now, now, Ms. Lewis, okay, you're a small business, and guess what? You're 25. Yes. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. 25, I... Just graduated from college, and then I didn't know, and I was working for IBM, so I really was just doing the regular thing. You know, you go to college, you go to work, you get married, you have kids. Now, at 25, you made a decision that, hey, it was something I was doing as a hobby, and now I can do it as a business. What pushed you in that direction, or what gave you the belief you could go in that direction? Well, he's sitting right here. Um, (laughs) My husband, and actually the business started when uh, two years ago when I was, 23 mm-hmm. and um i was doing the hobby at first and my husband already previously had his own business and was very like entrepreneurial minded so when he found out like when he saw that the hobby was doing really really well that people were interested in the soap he was like you know you need to start a business mm-hmm. and i was looking at him like because i wasn't thinking you know it was just a hobby i wasn't thinking of like starting a business but um he helped me definitely get started and um has been there uh, along the way just helping the business grow and we just been seeing it grow well, let, let, let me ask you a couple of questions here, Ms. Lewis, because there's a couple of things, because I, I can see him in the, in the, in the Skype, and I, I'm not trying to bring him on the call, but what happens is, and I get this a lot, he's your mentor. I can say that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's important. And also, he's somebody he can turn to, like you said earlier, for, for advice on your business. Correct? Correct. So, yeah. so let's expound on that, because you have a built-in mentor, and you have a built-in advisor how important that is when you started your business two years ago because a lot of people just jump out there they don't have a plan and they don't have anybody to turn to when things aren't going right how important does the role he play other let's let's remove the word husband out of the conversation let's Mm -hmm. just use the word mentor and advisor 
How role? How important is that role? Um, that role, of course, is very vital. Um, just as far as like even with life, we always need guidance and different things. So um, I always say, just even with entrepreneurship, it just to get out there and do it, like actually start doing something. Mm-hmm. But along the way, as you continue to grow and as you continue to transform, mm-hmm. that you want somebody to help guide you, somebody that you can go to mm-hmm. um, that that has already you know done that done that business aspect or maybe even um, like I talked to other soap makers as well. Mm -hmm. So even talking to people who've um, already have had businesses as soap makers Mm -hmm. and even just um, my husband, he's, oh, well, my mentor, he's really good at social media and marketing Mm -hmm. as well. So he's, you know, he helps a lot with that side. And then I also learned a lot of things from just watching him, Mm -hmm. um, watching the things he's done with his business and watching the things that he does with uh, Urban Eden as well. Okay, cool. How do we get, how do we order your product? Um, you can order the product online at www.urbaneden.com. Spell it out. Spell it out. H-E-R-B-N-E-D-E-N.com. Okay. Okay. Now, let's let's talk about something you said earlier, organic products. I hear that a lot from people, you know, you know, stores say they have organic food, you know, there's no chemicals. How, why, why, is that, why is that such a big sale when it comes to your soap product? Um, well, we don't even, actually, we don't even claim to be organic. We just claim to be natural because a lot of, um, I mean, really it's just a label. Natural makes people, yeah, organic, you have to pay for that, like, because it grows a certain way. And mm-hmm. um, we just claim to be natural um, just because it's the earth to us is natural. So all the products that we mm-hmm. um, choose are earth-made products. Mm-hmm. So that's why we just, natural is our thing. Um, even before mm-hmm. I started making soaps, like most people knew me as a natural person, you know, right. I, I, the, with the natural movement. Right. And a lot of people are moving towards natural products because our skin is, you know, it's from, I mean, our bodies are composed of earth-made elements as well. So we have to work with the earth right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and use products from the earth to nourish our skin okay. and our insides. Let me ask you this. Now, when people, now, your, your, your website, you have a, was that the website you gave out that you gave out earlier, or was that the way you could buy the product? That's the website, and then we have um, our Instagram business page. Okay, let's, get, let's, let's, let's start selling some soap right now, Ms. Lewis, okay? Let's start selling some soap, okay? Because I know husband right next to you, he said, that's why we call. We, we like you, Luke. We like you, Rashawn, but we're trying to sell some soap. Because I've been seeing he go, okay, when is this brother going to ask about buying some soap so let's get out of here see i know him i know he over there he messed with his hair a couple of times because he's trying to figure out why you talking to him if you ain't selling soap so tell me <laughs> tell me the different ways that you can buy your product because that's what money making conversations is about it's about uh-huh. using your success story because i wanted you on the show because you're young and i'm gonna say that you're young and another it's not a negative because a lot of people think they'd have to be 30, 40, 50 in order to start pursuing these opportunities. You should start mm-hmm. pursuing the opportunity when the dream comes to you. Put a plan in place, put a support system around you, and you can be successful. Now, you have Urban Eden. Tell me the different ways that you can get your product. Um, you can get our products online, of course, through our website and also through our social media. And also today we're um, is our last day of our 5 for 25 sale that we're running. So if you go check that out, you can get five soaps for $25. Also, if you're in Atlanta, um, we do markets around the city. So every Tuesday, we're at Pont City Market from 4 to 8. And every Thursday, we're at East Atlanta Village from 4 to 8 p.m. there as well. And then we also, um, you can always contact us. And we also try to do pickup or 
uh, meet up with you to get the soap. I like that. I like that. Now, now give out, okay, give out the website again and give out the, the social media account again. Okay, the website is www. You have to add the www.urbaneden.com. Mm-hmm. And then our um, Facebook is Urban Eden. Um, and then you can go on there, like our Facebook, and also go to the website from there. And then our um, Instagram mm-hmm. is Urban Eden at Urban Eden as well, without the apostrophe in it. Now, because of that, now, what's your special you have running right now? Our special that we have running um, the last day is today. It's uh, five for $25. Now, if you had to give anybody some advice as a young entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, period, what would you give them, Ms. Lewis? Um, my favorite thing to say is ain't nothing to it but to do it and also take it um, one day at a time. Like, be patient. It's, a, it's, not, a, it's not a race. It's not um, something that's going to happen instantly. Be patient. Take your time. Grow with it and perfect your craft constantly work on yourself cool i really want to appreciate and take the time one thing i want to say is that i didn't want to bring your husband onto the call but i do want to interview him later because you know when people hear different things i want to focus on urban eating i want to bring another business in they confused about what we're talking about but i, I do want to interview him because he's another young entrepreneur and then you've right. been a, you you guys being a couple and the fact you're doing things differently that's a dynamic i want to expose to my audience i want to congratulate you again you know, keep me keep me on your loop. Keep me on your dial tone. You said, Rashawn, uh, could you promote something for me? Rashawn, can I come on your show? I reached out to you because you're special, because you have something happening that everybody in America, in the world, need to understand that you have a dream that wasn't hobby, that wasn't hobby, that now you turn yeah. into a business. And it took effort, it took faith, and it took a plan. I want to thank you for coming on my show, Ms. Lewis. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Keep selling that soap. And uh, Big Husband, we're going to talk soon, okay? <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversation. If you're in the world of TV, film, documentary, digital, social, you want to listen to my next guest. Because guess what? He has relationships with Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart is like a social media digital mogul. So if you want to know some information, you want to hear some advice, hear about this man and what he's doing, Please come back for Money Making Conversation. My man Nick Buzz will be on the show with me. Straight out of L.A. Doing his thing with Sean McDonald. Money Making Conversation. We doing it. I hope you're inspired. Get a plan, y'all. Get a plan. Stay ready. Be back with more Money Making Conversation. My next guest. Welcome back to Money Making Conversation. My next guest, small business. Is, you know, this is about small business, about motivation, about hearing different stories and different plans to success. My next guest has created more than 700 award-winning films, TV shows, web series, and commercials for major brands available all on, on all platforms, reaching more than 80 million devices, including Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man, Mr. Nick Buzzer. <laughs> you know, the thing about it is that when he said devices, because that's why I wanted to bring you on the show, because the fact that you're able to communicate with over 80 million devices we talk about devices, we talk about smartphone, we talk about Apple TV, we talk about Roku, we talk about Amazon. How do you play a role in all that, Nick? 
Well, at NBTV Studios, we're we're looking at this as a direct-to-consumer approach mm-hmm. where you can use all of these devices and their various features mm-hmm. to create a new experience mm-hmm. that's more interactive mm-hmm. and less obtrusive mm-hmm. and really looking to redefine the experience of television. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people have shown that over the years they're more familiar with these devices and there's a lot of different features that each of them offer mm-hmm. and we're excited to bring an experience that really brings you know the, the tv to kind of the next level advanced tv if you will well you know the tv is already there you know like i said i'm watching on my you know my smartphone i used to have to have a my, my laptop you know but now as i'm adjusting my viewers my viewing I'm, I'm cool with looking at a small screen so what is the what is the limits? Are, are there limits in what you're trying to do when you're bringing this type of uh, visual technology to the world? Well, we think, you know, part of the challenge I, I've seen is that, you know, there's a lot of different devices, interfaces, and everything has, you know, its own setup uh, time. And, and I think you'd agree, even just from a consumer standpoint, you know, when you when you have all Apple products, they speak well to each other. When you have all Samsung products, they speak well to each other. But then when you have a variety of, of products, it becomes more cumbersome to get your phone to connect to your TV and your TV to connect to, you know, your, your other OTT devices. And I think even the name, quite frankly, you know, we use the term in, in the industry OTT over the top, but even that I don't think does a great job of describing, you know, what this new space really is. I mean, the idea that people are watching less commercials, mm-hmm. that everyone is looking for, you know, very specific niche mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. as well as the big broad subjects. Right. The over-the-top devices or the, or the you know, essentially the, the, the digital version of cable allows you to connect in a way that you don't really get on any other platform. And what we think is really the, the solution to this is to try to standardize mm-hmm. and to try to make it as easy for the consumer as possible. The consumer experience has to be number one. Now, you know, you said questions for me to ask, which thank you. But one of them that stood out was that, was this question I'm about to ask you right now. What can social video do to better society in the world? Explain that. Well, I, I think, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of your work, and I, I really, you know, want to, you know, compliment you on not only the, the initiatives that you've done in business and in entertainment and television, but also to really make the world a better place. Right. I think overall in society, uh, people, especially with social media and, and all of the, uh, you know, the, the kind of, polarization of different topics, whether it be politics or religion or, or even just general pop culture, has really created an environment uh, that can be very hostile. Uh, you know, there seems to be, you know, a very far right and a very far left opinion on just about anything. So mm-hmm. I think part of the, the idea that social video has brought a democratization of, of information mm-hmm. and at the speed of light, mm-hmm. you know, social video to me is also a tool that can really help get things that may or may not be covered by mainstream media or right. things that may or may not be obvious to people mm-hmm. to out to, to a greater audience and to really make people aware of, of critical world issues, things that, quite frankly, you know, as a society, we should be far more concerned about uh, than what was on the last episode of the Kardashians. Right. <laughs> we need to find a way to get it to people and get it to people quickly. So I think it's almost creating a citizen's journalism approach to... Right. Major, major topics. And I, and I think that if we really, as a, as a society, use social media for the impact of good as much as we do to, to share the latest gossip, we, we as a society can, can actually create a better environment for us and our children. Now, that, that, that's great because, you know, 
But that, that's one side of the ledger. The other side is the entertainment. And entertainment dominates the format of the platform that you're involved, whether it's, whether it's baking or whether it's funny videos or, or whether it's uh, you know, exercise videos and things like that. What format is a dominant part of your production? What format would you say? So we're, we're doing a lot in, in very specific categories, like the world of spirits as in alcohol. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we think that that's a very unique niche category to start. We're actually launching a network on New Buzz TV all about the world of, of craft spirits. I'm sure you've seen that there's been an explosive growth in whiskey and bourbon and a lot of different subjects that are And new beers. That doesn't, exactly, and beers and wines. And we believe that that's an, an example of something that, we can bring a real lifestyle, entertainment, story-driven approach to, mm-hmm. but we're also enabling commerce, and that's a big part of what we're doing um, at NBTV is, is essentially looking at video as short-form categories that range from spirits to comedy mm-hmm. to science to technology to entertainment and really looking at a way to create a, connect, a connection to being able to buy what you see mm-hmm. and to not have interruptive advertising, to actually get away from the 30-second, 60-second interruptions mm-hmm. that so many people today, especially in the connected consumer world, has come to skip or ignore to do something else. And, and part of what I think makes this very unique is that we work with major consumer brands as well as major celebrities mm-hmm. um, and entertainment companies and we really sit at that nexus of advertising and entertainment. So we're hearing it on the advertising side saying they want a more effective way, more entertainment-driven way to connect with consumers. And we're hearing it on the, the entertainment side saying, you know, people are really, you know, kind of tired of the same old, same old. So I think this new frontier allows us to experiment and really try some new and unique ways to, to basically provide content to people that is very targeted, high-quality and that has the ability for you to, to connect directly with the brand. Now, you, now, you've gotten on board with a fantastic, I want to call him my friend, a brilliant comedian, brilliant social uh, phenomenon, Kevin Hart. What is the business yes. platform that you're uh, creating with him in, in the entertainment arena? Well, Kevin's a, a, a fantastic comedian, as you mentioned, and, and a really great person. We've been working with Kevin in a variety of capacities, mostly as it relates to his uh, branded and integrated content uh, over the last five years. And uh, we've been working with Kevin throughout his career and obviously watching him explode into a superstar uh, and, and really, you know, somebody that, that spans the social sphere in a way that I think very, very few celebrities can. Right. And so we've been working with Kevin on, on some new things that he's working on, some of which I can't get into detail yet, but there's some big announcements coming from mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, in this space that I think everyone will be really excited about. Well, let me ask you this. Now, when, once the announcements happen, can I bring you back on the show, Nick, to, it, so we can talk about the yeah. process? Because that's, I what, because I, that's what people want to know. People want to know, and I know a lot of times, like you said, when you're, when you're planning deals, you can't announce it before the deals has hit the screen because that just ruins potential everything, advertisement opportunities, sponsor advertisement, ratings opportunities, and everything. But the key is in your world that you're creating, you're a creator, Correct. Yes, yes. We, we create it. We actually have a talent management group, and we also distribute it. So for us, this is the, the, the distribution platform of New Buzz TV, and the channels that we'll be launching is really the 360-degree the approach to coming up with big ideas, physically producing them, connecting talent to them, and distributing them on, on all platforms. Awesome. My man, Nick, I want to apologize for the um, way we got this interview started. Uh, no problem. I need to keep talking to you, man. <laughs> so 
You, it's a deal. Here's a deal. Me and you going to get back on the radio again next month. Okay, next month is tomorrow. That. You know that, right? Next month is tomorrow. So, so with that being said, and I know some of these announcements are going to start happening next month. And, uh, and the great thing about it is that your brand, your creator, man, I've been creating all my life, man. And the fact that I like the way you talk because, really, you, you, you like the fact that you can create something and change people's opinions, change what they're going to do that night, or change what they're going to do that day. You keep that attitude, man, and you can change the world. And I honestly believe, Nick, I've been changing the world the last 25 years of my life. And I, and I feel that's what you're doing right now. Well, thank you. And I, I really, you know, my, it's been my life's mission to make the world better than I, than I came into it. Um, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think we need more positive energy and, and, more, and more united, mm-hmm. you know, behaviors between each other. And I think we just, quite frankly, need to be nicer to each other and have more fun because this is, uh, you get one shot at this life, let's make, it, let's make it a great one, right? Well, Nick, here's the deal, man. I'm going to see you in person, okay? I look forward to it. Well, thank you for having me on. I wish you the best. And, and keep, up the, uh, keep spreading the good word and the good vibes. Thank you, my man. This is my man, Nick Buzzle. Money Making Conversations. We'll be right back with more. More meaning Kenny Babyface Edmonds. Welcome back, y'all. This is the last half hour of Money Making Conversations. Uh, thank you for hanging in there. You've heard Dr. Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher. My man, Ed Gordon. This show is about motivating people. This show is about famous people, celebrities, telling you how they've been successful, how they are successful today, and how they will continue to be successful. The next guest, my next guest, I'm going to just tell you he's a musical genius. I'm just putting it out there right now. He is a musical genius. He's an American singer, songwriter, and record producer. He's written and produced over 26 number one R&B hits throughout his career, and he has over 11 Grammy Awards. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Kenny Babyface Edmonds. How you doing, sir? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, last Good. time you saw me, I was running around your dressing room at the Hoodie Awards telling you how great you were, and man, you were special. And you probably thought I was crazy. <laughs> I, well, I thought you, you were special. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Now, here's the great thing about it, because whenever I get a chance, when I've had you on the radio show, I just love to talk about your career, Kenny, because of the fact that you're a performer, and a lot of people don't know, because they hear the music, but they don't connect the dots that that, that you wrote that song. Uh, Is is that important to you, or as long as you get the check, it's all good? You know, it's it's. I think it's important, but I don't. It's still not something that I run around talking about every day. But you know, as long as ultimately, I think people are starting to kind of put it together. Absolutely, so, um, because you've been on the you've been on the road. That's when I put it together. It's it's it's, it's yeah. really crazy. I I just had uh, Anthony Hamilton on the on the on the on the uh, on my show, and we was yeah. talking about one of his songs, and I didn't know you wrote that song. You know, oh, and yeah. uh, you know, because I was talking about a lyric was saying that. Uh, I thought that me and God had it like that, and I said right. that was an amazing lyric. That that and he said, "Man, Babyface wrote that lyric." I go, "Huh?" <laughs> because when, because that's how because that is such a natural thing that you do with your lyrics. You know, you know, you know. How do you, how, what is the process? Uh, let me just slow it down. I don't want to get excited because we've got a lot to talk about. I'm glad you made time to do my show because of the fact that. You are a genius. You are a, a person that R&B hits, 
pop hits. You know, you cross all genres as a producer. What 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 makes Kenny Babyface Edmonds tick? Well, you know, you mentioned like like with um, with Anthony, like coming up with that line. Right. That line wouldn't it wouldn't exist without Anthony. Right. Meaning that when I hung out with him mm-hmm. and was just talking with him, it's like that's how he talks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I just I just pick up on people and 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 say what they would say, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, because it, and that's kind of like where you get it from. You watch people and you hear you hear music and lyrics all the time if you just watch and listen. Now, here's the great thing about it. Uh, I want to say, would you say that the Grammy is the is the ultimate music award? Is that correct when I say that? Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of like the Oscars, the Oscars of music. Yeah, awards. it's kind of like the Oscars. No, no okay, question, cool. it's like the Oscars for a musician. Right. So, because you got 26 of them as a producer. No, no I, I only have 11. Oh, yeah, 11. You got 26 number one R and B hits. 11 Grammys. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. Now. To get that means that there has to be a level of consistency and trust. And when people come to you, do they come to you with any level of expectations? Um, they come, I think at this particular point, they I don't know if they come with thinking that they're necessarily going to get a hit per se. Mm-hmm. They come to get quality. Right, um, right. Real song. Right, uh, right. And, so, and, and, and hoping that that ultimately turns into something. But I think, so... The days of where people kind of just are at least coming to me, they don't, they're coming, not coming to me thinking they're going to get this big, huge hit song. They come in search of a song. With that being and, said, because uh, you, you, you were recently inducted into the uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame, right? In, yes. In June. Yes. Now, now, when you was inducted into that, that that's like, the, that's, 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 that's like the, well, you was on the, in 2013, you, was in, you had a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And yes. now you're into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So does, are, those, are those equal, or one means more to you? Songwriters means more than the Hollywood star, no question. And why is that? Because that's what I am. I'm a songwriter. I don't necessarily consider myself a star. I consider myself a songwriter. But, you, but you're also a performer, and that, that's yeah. key, too. So, so when you're making that, well, guess what? I've met you when you was a performer way back in the day. But now you, then you went to become a songwriter, you know, and all that. So what, 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 what keeps that balance going? Because you're a special guy. And I, I say that, and I hope I'm not embarrassing you when I say that, because of the fact that you do incredible things with music. You affect how people live their lives. Your songs come on the radio, and they're changed. they can change how I feel in a given day. That's, that's amazing to have that quality, don't you think? No question. I mean, that's, that's how music has always affected me, and that's why I, I love being a part of it, you know, love writing it. So it's it, it is certainly something that that you feel proud of, and and because of because of writing music and, and what I've done, it's it's put me in situations you know with with amazing people and people that I grew up you know uh, listening to and was a fan of people that I looked up to. You know, mm-hmm. I've been able to be with those people and you know hang out with you know the likes of Stevie Wonder, where I can call Stevie a friend. Right, and uh, and that's. That's all because you know it's really because I listened to him and I and I learned how to write music. You know, I, I learned what was important. You know? the, the importance of of what you're doing now when you're on tour. Now, that's when you now you 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 do a lot of the songs that you've written, correct, for other yes. artists, correct? Yes. 
okay, that's when it become. It, that's when it just opened up to me how great you were. Let me just tell y'all something. Let me just, if you don't mind, give me a couple of minutes. I'm a, and we can interact while I'm telling this. Some of the songs that you're very familiar with, fans, listeners, watchers. Don't be cruel, Bobby Brown. Every little step you take, Bobby Bobby Brown. Superwoman, Karen White. You know, My 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 by Johnny Gill. End of the Road, Boys to Men. <laughs> Can We Talk, Tevin Campbell. I'll Make Love to You, Boys to Men Again. <laughs> Red Light Special, TLC. Sitting Up in My Room, Brandy. You're Making Me High, Tony Braxton. XL, Shoot, Shoot, Shoot. Come on, that Song of the Year. Oh, my goodness, man. And then you, but then also you've worked with Eric Clapton and you've worked with Madonna, correct? Yes. How, you know, okay, here's the deal with my radio show. and my, I'm also on iHeart uh, podcast as well. This is what it's going to play back as well. Is that what I'm just trying to say is that I don't want to say because you're so talented. How do you break it down to somebody trying to get in the field that you have mastered, Kenny? I think ultimately what gets you there mm-hmm. are songs. Yes, sir. It's like, you know, when you write a good song and when you write a great song and, and it's a great melody and, uh, and, and the track feels good and everything feels good about it, people find it. So in, in all reality, you know, your, your credit card is, is your songwriting. You know, that's what gets you in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, I was writing, I've been writing songs all my life. And so, and initially when I was writing songs, I wasn't writing the right ones. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't getting the attention because I needed to, I needed to fix some things. I needed, it wasn't catchy enough. It wasn't, it wasn't touching people. Right. And so I kept having to go back to the, you know, drawing board and start over again. And that's, and to this day, that's what I do. I'll, I'll write songs and write, work on them forever till I can get them right. So it's, it, you know, whenever anybody's ever, you know, trying to figure that out, ultimately it comes down to are you writing a great song? Are you making something that everybody wants to listen to and everybody wants to sing along with or, or groove with for, right. whatever, for whatever it is? Right. And that's, that's the key. And the, the key is that you're also now working on a new album, correct? Yes, I am. Okay, what drives this next album? What emotion or what thought of does anything trigger you to say, "I got to do this album because I have something I want to say"? Well, you know, I'm out on the road a lot, and and I feel like new music is great when you can have the right kind of new music. Right. You can't just cut music just for sake of I got a new album. You got to do something that you that you feel like is gonna that that people are looking for and they want to feel, and and they want to have and it helps them have a good time or you know so. I think being out on the road helps you figure kind of that out what your audience wants from you, and um, and and so that helps it to that extent. You could you could easily not try to do any new music, and what, and a lot of times people aren't necessarily ready to hear new music from their their favorite artists. Um, yeah, because you pay the ticket based on what you heard, correct? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so so you know so it's it is as much a thing today of trying to write that right song that makes the difference at the ultimate hood radio and and create create new new space now i have to be honest with you 
it's a lot easier to do that on a new artist right that that hasn't had that shot yet where people are more willing to listen to because they they because they haven't heard got anything from them so so hence I still write and do things for other artists to this day and and uh, and always will and that's called multiple streams of income correct yes as long as you're doing it with every with everybody else the whole thing is i always said I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh. Um, hey, Kenny, I got to go to break. Can you hang on? Because I want to ask you a couple sure. of more questions, my man. Okay. I'm on the phone with the legend, the music genius, who has multiple streams of income. We'll be back with Money Making Conversations and our guest, Kenny Babyface Edmonds. We're going to talk about his tour, his album, and I got an idea. Let's go to Broadway, baby. Let's go to Broadway. I'm on the phone with uh, my man. His credits say American song, sing, singer, songwriter, and record producer. Call him an incredible man. Nice guy. But the hits that he created over the years, not only did he perform, that he's written, affect us every day. When you hear Don't Be Cruel, Every Little Step by Bobby Brown, Superwoman by Karen White, or him singing It's No Crime, Whip Appeal. That's my song right there. I think that's what I fell in love with, you, baby. Whip Appeal. And then my, 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 my. I'm talking about Johnny Gill still making money off that song. End of the road, boys to men. The bodyguard soundtrack. Come on now. For the cool in you. That's when I, that that's when you was really cool, Kenny, on that one. Can we talk, Kevin Tampa? Dude. The, do you do you get what some people say? Do you ever have a block? You say, man, but I think what you told me was that you listen to people and that helps you be creative. Is that is that is that the key? That's the key. Yeah. You just you just listen to everyone, watch everyone, and listen to everything, and that's where you get that's where you get the ideas. And and that's that's like when they say you know when a good a great actor is when they listen to the other person and you react naturally, not to the line but what that person does, and that creates creates a great scene. Now when you when you put together music, when I, when I saw you when I when I've, I've seen you on stage three times, and I've been fortunate enough to book you one time, so I've come as a customer twice to see you. And um, the the beauty of that is that I get to see an artist who's having a good time, man. And explain that experience of being on stage because I mean, you look like you're having a great time on stage, man. Talk to me about that. Well, I mean, you you can't help but have a good time when when, when everybody else is having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's uh, I mean that that's a big big part of it is. Um, if, if you wouldn't be having a good time, if the audience looks like they're having a good time, then you you gonna want to get off there as soon as you can. Right, right, uh, right. But but I think when we go through through the songs, and you know something else happens when you hit the stage. Right, you become something else. <laughs> I become someone else, and uh, and it's and the music takes over, and 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 the the uh, the stories, the songs, the it's it's um, it takes you back. To a time, and I, I watch it take people back to their to, to the special times in their lives, where they're in love or not in love, or whether it was hurt or not hurt, um, and all those things kind of make a difference. And, and so, you know, at that particular point, you're connecting. Let me let me ask and, you this: um, Is the music? Is you know, we have that strong digital world we live in now today, social media world we live now in now today? Has that changed how you approach your music? Only it changes it in the sense of, of, of you're maybe a little more aware of how people talk mm-hmm. and how people say things. People right. say things differently, so right. you, 
so as you're writing, not so, so much for myself, but as I'm writing for someone that might be younger, that might because I'm on a people people ultimately only go for songs that they feel that they think are honest. Mm-hmm. So you can't give one song to another person that that, that it doesn't seem like their personality. It just because it doesn't feel real. And so, that, that and that's important to you, correct? Yeah, well, because it, it's it's important because if it's because you know if people don't feel like it's real, then they're not gonna, they're not gonna like it. Let me let me ask you this question. This is me talking, okay, Kenny. Is that when I see um when I when I watched when I went to your show, it was like watching a collection of okay, which of those greatest hits, okay, your your greatest hits and other hits that you produced and, and written over the years. Okay, I see a on Broadway. I see Motown. Uh, I see Mamma Mia. Is there any talk or have that even crossed your mind of taking your collection of amazing songs and because they touch so many emotions and they all tell stories to Broadway? There's been a number of people that have kind of come to me here and there, and I just haven't acted on it yet because I haven't found the right vehicle or the right idea for it. Um, and uh, and that's a lot of t- lot of time that you have to put into that to make that right. So, mm-hmm. and if I'm going to do it, I want it's got to be right. And that means that you have to have the time to put into it. Yeah. Cool. Because because it just seems like it's one of them obvious pitches. And I, I know what you're saying. Don't come to me with something that's obvious. What what what's the plan? What's the story? So it makes sense to me. If it makes sense to me, and I got the time to do it, then guess what? I do it because guess what? I'm a creative person, and I know and I understand my music history and my music legacy. But you want to put it out there right, correct? Yes. Cool. Now, what's coming up on these tours, man? Where are we going to see you? You on the road well, a lot I'm, lately? Or this month or next yeah, month? What's going on, brother? Yeah, I'm, I'm out. Uh, I'm uh, in Philly this Thursday, Philly. And uh, I'm in Brooklyn and uh, Coney Island on uh, uh, Friday. And then uh, Columbia, Maryland on Saturday. And then I think next week i got some more dates coming up. So I'm kind of like in and out. But I always like to do these, like, weekend warrior dates where you kind of go in and out so because i still do work in the studio and and right. uh, i just finished doing a johnny mathis album and um and now working on an album album myself and still working with a lot of new younger artists too so i gotta kind of kind of go in and out and hit hit and quit it now you said did you say johnny mathis i did i'm gonna tell you something man when i come to la it's always funny because i i stay at the intercontinental hotel when i come to la uh-huh and I would get up. Every, it was always magical. Every time I would get up and go work out in the gym about 6 o'clock in the morning, Johnny Mathis was always in there working out. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> always in there working. He was working there with two guys. It's always with two guys in there working out. And uh, I had a great conversation with him, man. And and the fact that you tell me today you're working with him means that, guess what? He's a machine. And he has something yeah. today he has to say. So when you look at somebody like Johnny Mathis, what when you start talking about music? Because you see, you listen to them. What 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 are you trying to convey as a writer to, for him? Well, unfortunately, the the Johnny Mathis project is a an album that I worked with Clive Davis on, where we put together uh, songs of the past. Oh, okay. Great, mm-hmm. for the past twenty years. Mm. So he's doing the song. He's doing he's doing like I believe I can fly. Right. He's doing like you raise me up. Right. And he's uh, so he's he's done a collection of songs, about ten songs, mm-hmm. where he's singing these songs and he's sounding he's, he sounds amazing, amazing, like 80, amazing. Eighty three years old and still kicking it, and and looks great, sounds great, and that's that's who and where I want to be at that age too. Well, you look good. You know that. Now. You look good. 
Uh, believe me, uh, it's an amazing man when I get to see, because a lot of people only see you as a star. They see you as an, and you are, man. You are. Don't, they, they, I know you, you know, you're, you're a very humble guy. That's one thing I take away every time I've had the pleasure of meeting with you or being in the room with you is that you're very respectful for the talent around you. You treat your staff one level. You know, you don't, you don't single out anybody. And that's important, having the right people around you, like Susan, you know, who's my contact for you. She's fantastic. It's important. I just want to let people know that. And you should let, can you let people know the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people? Well, I think in, in business, you it, it's hard to be in this business and, and not step on somebody's toes at some point. Mm-hmm. At some point, you, you're going you're gonna to have a disagreement and things are going to be aren't always going to go that way. But as long as you do it respectfully mm-hmm. and and you, you're honest about it and straightforward mm-hmm. about it, then, then people will respect you. I, I, I pride myself in being in this business as long as I've been mm-hmm. and not really have any enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allows you to return to places. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to be careful if, you, if you're kind of like, you know, kind of stepping on everybody all along the way, mm-hmm. then they're not, if, 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 and we all go through ups and downs. You know, uh, nobody's at the top all the time. So, you know, at some point, that person that you stepped on might be the person that might help you get to the next step. So um, so you should always be careful of that. Right. My man, um, I have a project I'm going to bring to you. And uh, I'm running by Susan. Susan said, no, we're going to be done with it. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't bypass who I talk to on a regular basis. <laughs> But man, I want I want to thank you for taking the time. I know she's always been trying to get us together and connect. We connect on the yeah. radio, but I'd love to sit down in person with you just to chop up some things, some visions I have. You tell me some I of your visions and see if we can work together. Is that cool? I, I love that, buddy. Hey, my man, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Please, uh, he's great. If you want to get some of his tickets to see him on tour, go to Ticket Na- Ticketmaster. Go to Ticketmaster dot com right now. Go to Ticketmaster dot com. If you've not seen him on tour, you got to see him on tour. Amazing talent. You've heard him. A wonderful man. Please. Nice round of applause for my man, Kenny Babyface Edmonds. That's it, y'all. I got to talk about something special. September 16th, 5K Sickle Cell Run. Go to KYND.com to learn more. Again, 5K Sickle Cell Run. We're raising money and awareness. I have the sickle cell trait. Junior Kier Spates from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. He has the sickle cell disease. We've been embracing this wonderful project by Tasha Evans, who's us three, all three of us are hosting this 5K sickle cell run. Run slash walk. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I can't run, but I will walk. In fact, you might see me say, you're off. And then when you come back, I'm in the same place. But I'm here to use my talents to be able to convince you guys to come out there and support an illness that's in the African-American community, but somehow it's been placed on the background. I don't know why. I don't know. When I was growing up, they used to have telethons. I know for a fact I used to see telethons on TV when I was growing up. Somehow they've stopped. But guess what? We're going to bring awareness back. Again, September 16th, right here in Houston, Texas. Go to KYND.com. Learn more about the 5K Sickle Cell Run, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Kier Jr. Spates from the Steve Harvey Morning Show and Tasha Evans. Thank you for listening to the show. This has been Rashawn McDonald. Bye-bye.
you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. 